You're here, which means that you've found spirit crumbs, leading you to your inner light worker. I will be sharing how these tiny little hints from the universe have led me to where I am today. I hope that by hearing my story and the stories of others, you'll pick up your own spirit crumbs along the way that will lead you to somewhere magical. Thanks for coming along for the journey. Let's see where it takes us. Hello, and welcome back to another Cosmic Energy Report. I'm Andrea from Concrete and Crystals and Spirit Crumbs. And I'm Emily from Emily and Her Stars and Things That Make You Go Woo. Today, we are here to talk about Gemini season, which seems like it came out of nowhere, as I feel like it always does. But we have been going through it, both of us, through Taurus season. I don't know about all of you listening. I'm going to just assume that you have. How are you doing, Emily? Well, I feel like last month we were so excited to go to the retreat and meet each other. We recorded early. We could hardly wait to get there, which honestly was amazing. Getting a real Andrea hug in person, completely worth it. And then it's like, well, basically I fell in the river. No, I fell in the lake. Yes, you did. It kind of all went downhill from there. Yes, that was a weird initiation that you didn't ask for. (laughs) And then I had pneumonia and then like retrograde kicked my butt and the eclipses, not going to lie, the eclipses kind of kicked the wind out of my sails and... Now that we are out of retro, well, we're not out of the shadow, but Mercury is at least direct by a whole day and a half. <laughs> I feel like our optimism is a little bit back. Would you agree? Yeah, we're getting there. It's like, okay, I'm starting to trust that I'm not going to get bombarded with stuff yet again. I'm hesitant. I think our cautiously optimistic phrase that we've come up with a few times is still accurate here. I'm feeling like there is a bit more movement. Like I do feel like my thoughts are coming together a little bit more now instead of just chaotically thinking of all the possibilities that I've been doing for the last month. But yeah, I think I'm get- the optimism is slowly returning. Cautiously optimistic. Own myself. A couple of bathroom floor moments. A couple of what am I doing? Why am I doing this? Am I supposed to be doing this? So any of you that have had sort of the rug pulled out from under you. I just want to say we see you. (laughs) Yeah, There were a lot of messages that came through. Um, I feel like everybody got shook up a little bit and the dust is still settling. Like I I feel that snow globe shook waiting for (laughs) Hallmark movie to calm down. But yeah, it's it's been an interesting couple of weeks. Interesting. Yes. I think, yeah, I agree with that shakeup feeling where even if you haven't been having like a full huge life change, I think you probably in one area or another have been feeling like things are just unsettled, uncertain. Maybe you're seeing a side of something that you didn't before. Like, I just feel like everyone I've talked to for the last couple of weeks has had something that they're questioning. I think questioning is a big thing. And I think that's sort of where we're starting to get a little bit of clarity. Like, Little bits. I wouldn't say, like you said, that we're completely sure, but it's like we're starting to get hints of like what might be coming. Yes. Yes. I don't feel like I'm waiting to get kicked again. I think I let my my guard down slightly. Same. But yes. Well, okay. So, tourist, we love the bowl, right? It wants us to slow down. It asks us to lean into 
what are we experiencing in life through our five senses? And for me, it was a reminder that, right, taking that time to be quiet and go inward is so important. Just like the seeds before they they sprout forth, they need that moment to is this really what I want to do? Do I really want to bloom right now? Because it's the best moment. Is it going to snow again? Which it totally has. Is it going to hail again? Which it totally has. Yeah, even the weather has been a little wonky. So it's been lovely to see that energy come. And it's my favorite season. I am a Taurus girl, so I, I always enjoy the energy of Taurus. But I have to say I'm okay with it. Kind of yes. moving on its way out. I'm ready for something a little bit quicker to come in. And so... Yes, Gemini is is coming around the corner. How do you feel about Gemini? Are you excited for Gemini season? I am excited for it. Gemini is a season that I don't have. I, I feel fairly neutral about it every year. Like it's not like my favorite. It's not one I dislike necessarily. It's just one that sort of comes and goes. But I think it's because it comes in and goes pretty quickly for me. So I don't think I fully sit in it a lot. I feel like I'm moving a lot, which is a good thing probably. I think there is a lot of movement. I do find though that Gemini season, which I think aligns pretty well, is when I start to want to like read again and I start looking at my bookshelf. And that's been happening in the last couple of weeks. I've been pulling out my books. So that is something I do look forward to because then for the summer, it kind of kicks off my like summer reading and what I'm interested in and what I'm thinking about. So I am looking forward to that a little bit more than the last few months when I've just been wanting to curl up in a ball and watch TV. So I think it's a little bit more like interesting coming into June. Yeah, that feeling of watching, okay, we've all watched Bridgerton and Queen Charlotte and now we're like, okay, give me a good documentary. I need something to sink my teeth into. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Something to think about. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about what Gemini is. What's, What's the scoop with it astrologically? And I think as all signs kind of get a bad rap from their shadow aspects, something about Gemini is the feeling of the two-faced being twins, never quite knowing what you're going to get. And really that comes from the quickness and the movement of Gemini. It's so fast. It is an air sign. So this rules our mind, our curiosity, our exploration, all of these things. And then it's also ruled by Mercury, which likes to break things down. So we just came out of Mars season in Aries, which is that passion that moves us forward, that gets us excited about things. And Taurus comes in with Venus. Venus just wants to smooth everything over and make it soft and comfortable. And then we hit Mercury and it breaks things down. It says, okay, if this is the whole of something, I want to split it into parts and examine the individual parts. And what happens with Gemini, the exploration of ideas, the exploration of community, of sharing, of mindset, everything gets broken down into little pieces. And I always tell Gemini clients that you move from A to Z in about a half of a nanosecond. And the rest of us are caught up on F and G and H. And we missed all the connections and all the trains you took to get all the way to Z. And so reminding us how you made those conjectures, how you got from point A to point B so quickly, realized you didn't want to be there, changed your mind, got on a different bus and went to a whole different town (laughs) in your train of thought. Take us with you on that journey. I think a lot of times Gemini thinks that they do because they've shared maybe one or two parts of that journey. 
And they think that we'll come to the same conjecture that they did. When in actuality, we, it's not that we can't get there. It's just, we didn't see the connections. They weren't as obvious to us. Gemini is really good at seeing how things fit together in new patterns and new ways. And when they can slow that down, break it down for those of us that can't get there as quickly, we learn so much and our curiosity has peaked and we get excited. So what happens during the season for so many of us, right, is we are, again, moving quickly. We're feeling the need to get out, to network, to be with community, to maybe I'm going to try something different in my garden this year. Maybe I'm going to read a different book. Maybe I'm going to take a trip someplace I haven't been before. That's part of that curiosity. And what can happen is we can stifle that within ourselves because we'll come up with an idea of why it's not the right choice or an emotional reason about why it feels uncomfortable or we can overthink it or so many of those things can happen. And Gemini doesn't let any of that get in its way. It says, yeah, and what's the problem with that? I'm going to do it anyway. I'm really excited. And if you have Geminis in your life, I encourage you to kind of let the reins off of them in some ways, because when they are running full speed into the things that excite them and light them up, there really is no stopping that. And they get so excited and sharing and thinking and having deep conversations. It can be exhausting, yes, because some of those that just want a quiet evening under some blanket again, but it can be really, really just an incredible exploration of curiosity of the mind of wondering what else is possible. And so I encourage you to sink into, like Andrea said, wandering across your bookshelf and being like, what book is jumping out to me right now? Where can I find some new words that inspire me or some new ideas? These aren't ideas that we have to hang our entire framework on. It's just something that can come and go. It can pass through us. And maybe it only means something in this season of our life but it's still worth exploring. I love that. And when I think about the people that I know who are Geminis, I think that really resonates. Like they are quick thinkers. They seem to just move from one thing to another really effortlessly. It doesn't, they don't get stuck in the transitions as much. I think with also Gemini energy, I think about that a lot, how like they seem to just move from one thing to the next really easily. And that's something that like I always process the ending of things before I start something new, whereas they tend to just be like moving on, like no need. <laughs> Don't care how we got from point A to point B. We're here now. And that's all that matters. And I really like that energy. And then for me personally, I do find myself wanting to like be out on a patio where there's people being in a coffee shop that season is kind of starting now and that like networking energy of like wanting to know what other people are up to and piquing my curiosity. I'm very introverted most of the time, but this is the season in the spring when I do like going into Gemini season, May, June is like when I like to be out there. It's before it gets really busy in the summer when all the kids are off school and like everything's busy, but it's like when people are starting to come out and gather and do things. So I think that really resonates with what you're saying about just kind of like letting people explore and seeing what's interesting and being curious about other people. So that's what I feel the most into this season, I think. And from an evolutionary standpoint, what you said totally triggered a memory for me. Like we think about Aries as the baby bird that just comes and like demands to simply exist. And then the next thing we need to do is what do I need to feel comfortable to survive? Right. Taurus is that I need. I need a good meal. I need a good sleep. I need to feel safe. Those 
those aspects come in. And then Gemini is the first time where we sort of stand up and look around and say, oh, but you're doing that different. You are having couscous tonight instead of a grilled cheese. Well, now that is interesting. (laughs) Yeah. And where we can then make the connections and make adjustments within what feels comfortable for us based on others. So think into those questioning friendships, find out what other people are doing and don't hesitate to stop and look around. Yes, I love that. I think it's, it, I think hopefully that's where our optimism is heading out, out into the world where there's other humans. Maybe that's what we need. Maybe we've been too internal with all of our processing of the eclipse energy and now it's time to actually be like, okay, are you guys good? <laughs> Anyone else survive that? Do we want to say what we're doing for Gemini season? Yes. You go first. I have the usual. My newsletter will be coming out the first Tuesday, which I believe is the 23rd of May. So the Gemini newsletter will be there. It'll have the cards that I talk about today, as well as other just things that are coming up for the season. And then on the 24th, on the Wednesday, I'm doing a new type of session that is Coming from us at the retreat, I got to do one of my recharge sessions in person with people, and it was really cool to get to hear everyone's experiences in real time. And I think this ties into the Gemini energy where I kind of want to gather people and have conversations about the energy. So for that session, we'll be gathering on Zoom. It'll be a limited number of people because I want everyone to have a chance to share, but that'll be at 7 p.m. on the Wednesday. And that will be $35 Canadian and you'll get the half hour of energy. And then we'll have an hour after to kind of break down what everybody experienced, any crossover, any cool signs that come up for other people. And then I'll share what I got and the crystals that I used so that you can tune into those energies on your own. So that's going to be fun. I'll be the first Zoom one that I've done in a long time. And then on the 1st, on June 1st, the Thursday, that will be the Gemini remote recharge where we're all just separate and you'll just wait for my email to come in with the summary and process your own energy in between. And that will also be at 7 p.m. Eastern. So there's a couple of things to look forward to, which is kind of fun. I don't usually have anything other than the remote recharge. So I'm kind of looking forward to actually seeing people on Zoom again, finally putting myself out there. I think that's aligned with this energy, seeing people's faces again and getting to hear their perspectives too. I have to say, after experiencing one of your Reiki sessions in person at the retreat, it was so incredibly powerful that I, in particular, can't wait for your session on Zoom. And the fact that it's happening in Gemini when we all need to stop and look around and see what everybody else is doing, it's so perfectly timed. So I just wanted Thank to you. give that, share in that plug, because if you haven't experienced one of them, they are completely magical and unlike anything else out there. So I highly, highly, highly recommend. Thank for you. me, I've got my newsletter coming out the last week of the month. Um, that will also include the downloadable astrology calendar with day-by-day plays of what's going on in the sky and what to expect. And then I have got the Gemini deep dive, the Backroads of Astrology course happening on May the 29th at 6 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. And then just to give a little plug, cancer season will be coming next and that will be happening on June 26th. So both of those are available now for purchase at emilyandherstars.com. Feel free to shoot me any questions or DMs if you have any 
questions about those. I had a lovely review come in this morning. Someone just finished the Taurus class. And they the thing I love about really doing these deep dives is giving you perspectives on the Zodiac that you may not have gotten in another course. These are just ways for you to look at this energy in a completely fresh and new way. So giving on the plug for those. And then also we've got lots of exciting things happening over in Third Eye Library. We've got another tell talk coming here the last week of the month where we're going to talk about embodying the energy of the woosh, right? We spend so much time in our minds and how do we actually move that into our physical body? So we're going to have Diane giving some of her animal alchemy. We've got Melinda giving some of her nurse background as well as her perspective from her near-death experience. And yeah, it's going to be a really fun talk. So looking forward to that. And if you aren't a member, just head over to thirdeyelibrary.com. So many things happening. It does feel like a bringing people together sort of energy. So I feel like this is going to be a good Gemini season. I'm feeling more optimistic already just hearing all of that, actually. Yeah. All right. So let's talk a little bit about, yeah, what's coming up. Are you ready? I You pulled cards. As, yep. I'm as ready as I'm going to be. This season so gemini is may 21st to june 21st and so for the first week which is the 21st to the 27th i pulled the nine of swords so this card is it's a heavy one and you know what i'm not surprised to be honest but it is an air sign the swords is an air uh suit so it does make sense to me that we're going to start out with a little bit of confusion a little bit of a perspective shift required but in the card, I'm just showing Emily, which you can see in my newsletter. It's a girl sitting on a pillow, head in hand, and all of these ravens above her sort of swirling around. And the theme for this card in the book and everything is just what's keeping you up at night? What are the things that are ruminating in your head and causing you to spiral is how I see it. And I think we all have something left over from an eclipse season. If you don't, I feel like you may have something coming because I think we all do have some residual energy that we're trying to work through. And so I think that's what this is feeling like to me. It's this transition. And again, I pick up on transitions a lot in these cards. And so it's this transition of Taurus season where we were trying to lean into the comfort and the body, but we had all of this eclipse energy just messing shit up and making us crazy so you know what we're now at this point where it's time to sort of shift that energy forward and that's kind of what we've been saying like we're trying to like now find some clarity and with it being a gemini card to me this feels like changing the perspective because one thing i know from people i know that are gemini's is they're pretty good at looking at things from both sides and i think that's what we're meant to see here is like maybe the thing that we think is just the worst thing that could ever happen or we're looking at the worst case scenario when realistically there is a positive to the other side of it. And being a nine, it's also at the end of a cycle. So this is just this period where we're just not quite ready to let go. But once we do, there's a silver lining. There's something that we just didn't see because we were heading our hands, hiding from whatever the real reality is. When if we were to actually just get up and look around again, look at other people, like other people are feeling this way too. Even just knowing that can sometimes help lift you out of that a little bit to be like, I'm not the only one experiencing this. And it's not the only way to look at the situation. Maybe letting go of this makes space for something new. And it's just, I think this transition week to sort of sort through all of the energy that's left over from the eclipses 
and figuring out where we're landing at the end of this cycle and what the last few steps are before we can move forward. I think that perfectly describes the energy coming in for the week. So on the 21st, the sun slides into the air sign of Gemini, right? And for the next month, we're going to be collectively called to collaborate and co-create with those around us. The thing is, this is an energy that's always excited to share ideas. So from a business standpoint, this is a great time to promote yourself, share your woo, and really work on how you present yourself in the world. Just try not to overwhelm yourself with too many projects. It can go a little too far too fast. On the 21st, we also have the sun in a comfortable angle with Pluto, leading to a positive energy that helps you to take action and change the things that may have scared you in the past. And what's interesting is I think this plays into the energetics coming in on the 22nd, where you're, you've got the sun and Mars kind of harmonious, giving you this drive to push ahead. And this boost is going to be really lovely, but we're going to have to move forward in a way that we didn't expect to. It's looking at what's coming in a different direction because on May 23rd and 24th, just as you're wanting to take action, right? You can see like, okay, this is, I've got the motivation. I'm feeling like things are clicking. The cosmos is actually going to ask you to work just a little bit harder. We have three really complex squares in the sky that last the 23rd and the 24th. I actually put on the calendar, blocked, 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 <laughs> like that Spider-Man energy in that meme where everybody's pointing and no one's moving. So if you think of a square as an arm wrestling match, right? Who's going to win? No one knows. And sometimes it really is just a power struggle with no clear winner. So our first square, our first match is between Action Powerhouse Mars and Growth Expander Jupiter. This will have you more energetic and ready to start the big projects, but you might have forgotten to build the foundation first, right? What are the first steps? You can't do that just yet. Next up, we have Mars again, only this time he's versus the North Node of Future Destiny. So now we're digging into the last bit of the North Node and Scorpio. So maybe your plans are asking you to get a little bit more uncomfortable. Is there a truth that you're not willing to really look at or that you've missed? And then in the final match, we have Venus against our wounded healer, Chiron. So are we going to stick to our comfort zone or are we going to take this like much needed breakthrough despite the ouch factor? <laughs> so Really, it's a complicated energy. We are ready and excited to move, but it's just maybe not going to feel as comfortable as we've wanted it to in Taurus season. On the 26th, we have Venus and Uranus at a harmonious angle, providing for an opportunity for a little bit more peace and flow and good vibes in an, an unexpected way, right? Uranus likes to shake things up but Venus likes to smooth them over. So it's going to feel like a little piece of flow. It's just going to come in a way you might not have expected. And then May 27th through June 1st, I'm going to highlight this just a little bit on both ends. We've got Jupiter and the North Node amplifying each other. This is that abundance and growth and optimism that can bring opportunities for good deeds and hard work. But when we're magnetizing life lessons that change or enhance our belief systems, our personal philosophy and optimism, our perspective, we end up getting this stronger faith that we're growing and improving. So when we're connecting with people who we help or who help us, are we really putting in the right time? Are we staying true to our course and our dreams? 
this transit might just bring you like that long awaited reward you've been putting in the effort. Maybe now it's going to pay off. So keep that in mind. But again, it's going to be a little, it's going to come in unique and surprising ways. And then on May 28th, even if the birds are singing, you might just be feeling a little bit gloomy. And this is because the sun and Saturn are facing off together and bringing some tension in the sky. So responsibilities and rules are going to leave you feeling the pressure building up. So remember to take time to breathe, break down the big steps. You don't have to leap all at once. Things will look different tomorrow. That definitely feels like that push and pull between seeing the positive and still feeling like the world's ending. I think that's sort of like that push and pull that the Nine of Swords has. And then the Eight of Wands is what I pulled for May 28th to June 3rd. And this is a more, it's again, a quick moving energy. This does feel like Gemini, but it's also kind of a fiery energy. So I think this is giving us a bit of a switch up. So maybe we have been able to see how we can live forward. We have started to see that little spark of hope. And this is really fast moving energy. It's a lot of inspiration. And I think after working through some stuff for a week, it may only come in, like I'm seeing it coming in like little like stops and starts is how I'm feeling it. But it's this little bit of clarity to know at least what direction you're moving in so that when you do have these bursts of energy, you're at least a little bit more sure of like where you're directing it. Because I think the most frustrating feeling is having energy and not knowing what to do or knowing what you want to do and having no energy. So this is bringing the two together where it may only be little bits at a time, but it's this balance between being stuck and then skipping too far ahead. So it it's going back to consistency, which is our most and least favorite word, I think. I think we like the idea of consistency, but it is really difficult to maintain. And so I think what Emily was saying, I'm like, we may get overwhelmed with too many possibilities. We're also going to get overwhelmed if we try and spread ourselves too thin. So it's this energy of like, take advantage of the energy when it's here, of the fast moving energy and get stuff done, move things forward. But just like, don't go way too far into the future with it being an eight card there is like a manifestation energy to it there's kind of like this outward energy again with the fire energy this also makes me think of leo so it could be something that's going to be like a summer long project that you're going to come up with but just make sure it's something that's sustainable i know consistency sustainability not our favorite things to think about when we're excited about something but just keep that in mind like let yourself be excited but also think like how realistic is it for me to do this on my own like do i need to reach out to other people is gemini season or is this something that maybe i need to just break down a little bit more before i start moving forward absolutely that breakdown energy i love that you picked up on that because again gemini wants bite-sized pieces it doesn't want to take the whole thing and do it all at once so finishing up, right, like the 28th, the 29th, 30th, 31st, into the 1st. So we've got this five-day span of Jupiter in the North Node. And as that energy starts to wane around the 1st, right, no matter if you're already starting to feel the rewards or if you're just getting ready to widen your horizons, you are going to feel that optimism. Jupiter loves to bring us the feeling of growth and joy and abundance. It's just we're going to have to do it in a way that stretches us. That North Node is asking us to kind of lift out of our comfort zone and do it in a new and unique way. 
June 2nd, we find Venus and Neptune creating a little trine of ease, luck, and comfort for us in regard to our dreams and wishes. So this can be a beautiful energy for manifesting and starting a thank you list for all of the things you want to see happening in your life. I love to start those thank you lists before the things have happened. I think it brings in really, really beautiful gratitude. And then on June 3rd, we have our big, bold, full moon in Sagittarius, right? It's going to illuminate how far you've come since the eclipses in April and May. What did you learn about your journey and what things are you still releasing? Sagittarius urges us to nourish our inner gypsy, student, and philosopher. Have you allowed yourself to release what is no longer in alignment so that you can find the time to get curious and explore? If we're bogged down in those crazy details or taking on too much, we won't have that time and space to really explore and enjoy. Oh, I love that we're ending on the full moon there. I think that that does feel like maybe where the fire energy is coming in. That Sagittarius energy, Jupiter, that makes sense why it was a fire card. So that feels good. That feels like maybe we will get those hints of abundance. And then the next card is one that we've seen a lot. And again, I feel like this is why I forgot that this was the card, but this is why I was feeling the hesitance around consistency because I feel like we get this all the time and we're like, I don't want to. And it's the Knight of Pentacles, this guy who's just, I feel like this is a Virgo man to tell you the truth, but it's just doing one step at a time, just consistent movement forward, but looking at the legacy. And I think that maybe is kind of a little bridge from Sagittarius where it's looking at the big picture and, you know, wanting to learn lessons over time. And I think maybe this is just the little reminder from that voice in the back of our head that's like, we have a lot of fun. We have a lot of ideas, but we also know that we want to retire one day. You know, we want to actually have something for later. And as much as especially Gemini does not want to hear this, I think that this is an energy that we keep coming back to for a reason. I think this year, the way I'm feeling into this, what I'm saying at this time is that for a lot of us, this is a building year. A lot of us have made big changes. We're wanting to make big changes. And we have to acknowledge that that does require starting from scratch in some ways. And so it does feel overwhelming. But again, if we break it down into like, what are the daily things, the weekly things? I'm not the best at doing something consistently. But if I know the bare minimum of what I need to do, I will do it. So I think it's just keeping in mind the big picture of like, this is how I want my life to look. And what Emily was saying, what I'm feeling from that is about gratitude for things to come. If you really lean into that energy, doing the small things every day doesn't seem so bad if you know what the what the end goal is or if you know what's going to happen or what you're going to be able to receive. If you do keep putting in the energy, I think that's sort of what what we're feeling into with this. And it does tie into that eight of wands wands in a way because it's that using the energy for something that you know matters to you. And this is kind of where we take over and it goes from like, yeah, we can get started. We need that eight of wands energy to get excited and get things rolling. But then this is the energy to just keep it going. So it's that like energizer bunny versus the big flash of energy. And so if you could just keep in mind that there's so much beauty in that process and before you know it you're going to turn back and see that you've come really far like what emily was just saying i think that energy pulls into this too is like we've been doing this this has been coming up for us for like two months now i think 
So I think if you look back at everything you've done to just make the changes that you're making and the releasing is part of the process. So just keep that in mind. We've been doing this for a while so we can keep going. And now we're at the point where we're going to finally start seeing the rewards for it. Yes, 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 yes. When you were talking about that, I was reminded, right, we were talking about it being a foundation building year in some way. And right, it's this year of the water rabbit and drawing inward, but there's also the community that comes with rabbit, the needing to be surrounded by like members. And I think that's a big part of this year is aligning ourselves with those who see the vision or see the world in the same way we do, or that we are getting more drawn into our local community versus just our online community in some way. So anyway, I just wanted to to reiterate that. I think that's spot on. Now, June 4, I actually wrote, oh, shoot. After a nice spell of comfortable days, right, we get kind of get hit with a bit of awkwardness on the 4th between Uranus and Mercury because they're going to be occupying the same space. This magnifies them each, which has us feeling like all of our ideas are genius. When in fact, they could just be crap and we can't see it. So take it easy and remember that everyone is going to be feeling this. So communication across the board could just be weird for a little bit around the fourth. This is totally that energy in the card of like, I know we said we wanted to have fun, but we also have to save for retirement. Completely agree. June 5th, Venus slides into Leo. And what's interesting about this transit is it's going to remain as Leo until October 8th. That's four times longer than Venus's usual visit to any sign, which usually lasts around four weeks. So from July 22nd to September 3rd, Venus will retrograde in Leo, which we'll cover next month. But ultimately, these cycles will help us recalibrate our settings so that we can make better choices about the future. Venus in Leo is about finding passion. It's a little bit of a sparky, fiery energy. Now, we also on the fifth have Venus opposite Pluto. This is another tricky day where you might find yourself feeling extra self-protective. If others' motives aren't completely transparent, you might feel like forcing them to come clean, but that won't tell you the whole story. It's better instead to share helpful data that others need for their own productivity or decision-making. Don't feel like you have to hoard or gatekeep that information if it's actually valuable to someone else, even if you're feeling protective and like, I don't want to share. (laughs) On June 7th, we have Venus again getting our hearts all twisted up. On this day, she's locked in conflict with the North Node where you might feel uncomfortable staying in your safe zone. That's because the North Node always asks us, right, to stretch ourselves, but Venus really just wants to stay comfortable and smooth things over. Instead, be gentle with yourself and remember that nothing comes from leaving your boat tied up at the docks. I know this after falling into a lake. It's a true story. (laughs) On June 9th, Mercury is finally going to be out of its shadow period. It's going to be Back to where it was before it started retrograde, we're going to start making progress again. And we have a lovely positive day with it in harmony with Neptune. Now, this is a great opportunity to talk about or think about your dreams and your ideal future. Visualizations, meditations to connect with your higher self would be really great today because it's going to be easier to tune into that dreamy side of yourself. 
And then on June 10th, to kind of amplify that, we have the last quarter moon in Pisces. And this is where you might be noticing the energetics that are no longer working for you right now. Have you been avoiding your daily tasks by spending too much time in the ethers? Or have you been spending too much time on your daily tasks and forgetting to connect to your spirit team? If you had nothing holding you back, money, time, people, what would be different in your life? This is a really great question with both the Sagittarius moon and sort of this Pisces quarter moon, because quarter moons always make us feel just a little uncomfortable. It's a check-in, a gut check with ourselves. So take that time, especially with Mercury and Neptune to explore some of those inner realms. And then we also have the sun and Chiron making a harmonious angle today where you do really best to get out of your own way and just rise above your current situation and see it from a higher level. I really like that sort of transition at the end of the week because what I have for the 11th to 17th is the 13, which is death and rebirth. And this is one where I told Emily, I did the same thing. The thing I say I'm not going to do, that I did last time. And I put all the cards back. I went, I don't like this. This is awful. Put it back in. And then I got the alternate card basically for the energy for every card I already pulled out. So this was the energy that was going to come regardless. And to be honest, I do like this card. It's a pretty card. And it does show that there's a light within the difficulty or what is maybe being presented to us as a scary and unknown situation. There is a light to it. And I think doing that introspection of like, again, looking at your dreams, that does tie together even the Knight of Pentacles. Like the whole point of doing the day-to-day -day consistent action isn't to bore yourself to death. It's to get to your ideal situation, right? I think we sometimes forget that when we're in it, like what Emily was just saying, you get too focused on the day-to-day -day or you do too much daydreaming. And so I think this is just bringing us back to balance. And what I like about this card is there's an infinity sign between the death and rebirth. And so that is an eight also to me. There's a lot of eight energy this month, which is bringing us into August, I think, and bringing us into abundance. And so it's aligning ourselves with abundance. And I think if we do that now, by the time we get to Leo season and August and this another transition period, I love August for that reason. It has very big transition energy for me. I think that's what we're doing right now. We're actually looking at, okay, what do I want to be feeling at the end of the summer? What do I want to be feeling when I get through all of this energy that's coming up right now? And with this card in particular, it does focus heavily. It does focus as heavily on the death part of it because I think it assumes that we're at this point in the cycle, we already know what we need to release and we're finding the remnants to move on. But this really focuses on the potential for the future and where you're moving towards. And so this goes all the way back to that eight of wands card of like knowing where to put that energy when it comes. And so this is just another little moment of clarity, I think, for that week for us to really dive deep and let ourselves go to the depths to see what needs to be removed. But then just as easily allow ourselves to move into the future, because I think we've been lingering in the death part for a while now. And so we still need to revisit to make sure we've cleared it out. Vulture energy came up at the retreat as one of the things that was coming up for me. And vultures get a bad rep because they're just out picking carcasses. But you know what they're doing? They're cleaning it up for the rest of us. They're getting rid of all the remnants. So all we have left is the bare bones, right? And I think that's what some of us really need with this foundation energy. And the one and the three together is a four, which is foundations. So 
that's where I think we need to keep that symbolism in mind when we are in those moments to remember that it's like preparing us for the next cycle. So, so true. And I think what some of this energy is that we're picking up on, on June 11th, we've got Mercury finally moving into the sign of Gemini. It's been in Taurus for nearly two months. The thing is, Mercury is not necessarily comfortable in Taurus because Taurus wants to smooth things over and make them comfortable. Mercury is trying to break everything down. So we've kind of been at odds internally in some ways between what feels comfortable versus knowing that we need to change. So until July 10th, we're going to have Mercury in Gemini. And this is going to help our mind finally move quickly. We're going to get some of those ideas going, some of that stagnant energy that can come with a fixed earth sign in Taurus will be flowing and instead we'll be socializing and networking and connecting. This is when we really get to embrace Gemini season. What we have though this week, we've got two days in particular that are just really full and the 11th is the first one. So here we've got Mercury and Gemini. The same day we've got Pluto going retrograde. It's been retrograde and now it's re-entering Capricorn. So it's going to be taking one of its final two laps before finally leaving for good in November of 2024. So this energy in some way is a re-examination of what we've been surviving with Pluto for quite a while, right? Since 2008, it's been rocking government and business and economy. And so we've got two more passes to kind of get our crap together and clean out some of this stuff that just needs to go. We also have Venus and Jupiter in conflict on the 11th. And this is tough because Venus in Leo wants us to get creative and courageous and really push the envelope a little bit. Jupiter is okay to expand and is excited about that. But when they're arguing, when they're in this conflict, everyone else is going to be feeling it too. And it's this feeling of, oh, I guess the grass is literally greener everywhere but underneath my own feet. And so this can make you feel like nothing you're doing is good enough or you're never getting ahead or everybody's got it better. And instead, what I want you to do is focus on your own goals in particular, even though it's going to feel difficult to do that. And then on top of it all, this is still on Leo 11. We have Mercury in Gemini and Pluto in Aquarius, where there will be lots of thoughts swirling around, but instead they're going to be they're going to be in conflict in some ways with each other. And they're instead of trying to like hard sell your ideas, it's better to kind of go internal and use this energy for research and development. So like I said, it's a big, heady day. There's a lot happening. And it's really a point where you're going to feel like shedding of the old. June 15th, we have Saturn in Pisces and Mercury in Gemini making a hard square to each other calling out conflict and stress. So this is practice the power of the paused. It's going to be way too easy to flood people with too much information. (laughs) Not sure what someone meant. It's okay to request a further explanation before you jump to conclusions. And then this is our next really big day for this week's energy. June 17th, Saturn goes retrograde on today and The cosmic auditor, right? This is what Saturn does. It likes to audit things, make us find where we're not being responsible. And it begins its annual four and a half month backpedal. And for the first time since the 90s, it's backing up through Pisces, the sign of soulful and subconscious healing. So if you've gotten a little too swept up in your dream world, this retrograde could really snap you back to reality. 
this entire three-year Saturn cycle is good for cultivating your spiritual or artistic talents. Now is the time to master the basics or polish up on your core skills. In addition to that energy, we have the new moon in Gemini, which is a beautiful time for new beginnings and especially to get collaborative. The one trick, though, is that it's in a conflicting angle with Neptune, which could push you to becoming really easily distracted or trusting someone or something more than you should. Make sure you keep a friend close that can kind of give you that dose of reality if you need it. And then Mercury and Venus are also creating some harmony, making way for great conversations, communications, and speaking of any kind. So how can you feel more in tune with yourself and your voice is a really great question to ask yourself during that new moon. Ooh, I feel like this last card that I have for the 18th to the 21st is picking up on that energy a bit because we're back to swords, which is an air sign. And it's a similar energy to how we start the the season. It's an eight of swords. So it's the card directly before the nine of swords that we started with. And it's this woman who's sitting and on the floor, you know, just looking in her mirror. But in the mirror, she's seeing herself as having a blindfold. There's these ravens pulling the strings to keep her bound up. And it's just an illusion. It's just what she's seeing in the mirror, but it's not the reality of what's happening. And I think that's sort of this energy that we've been fighting with for a while. And I think this is where I feel very strongly when I pulled this card, the feeling that I had was this like final release, like breaking free of all the blindfolds and the restraints and everything and finally seeing things for what it is. And what I love about the description of this card is that she specifically talks about the fact that we create our reality. And because it's an eight, again, it's a manifestation card. We're looking at that like Scorpio versus like Leo energy. That's what I'm feeling about this. It's like we can start to see things clearly and start to realize we have a lot more power than we think we do in our lives. And that it's this final feeling of like, I'm done with this. I'm moving on. I'm letting go. All of these resistances that we've been feeling, we're finally going to maybe be able to feel like we can release them and be like, I don't want to go into these old stories anymore. And it's like, you know, when you've heard a story so many times that you're like, I've heard this story 76 times. Like, I love you. But if I hear you tell this story again, I'm never speaking to you again. We're going to be feeling like that about ourselves, I think, at this point, where we're going to be seeing the same situation that we've been dealing with for the last few months. We're going to be like, I'm done. I'm going to make a choice and I'm moving forward. And it's kind of piggybacking off of that death and rebirth energy. And it's just going to keep moving through is how I feel it. And that this is going to be like our chance to stop seeing ourselves as being trapped so much as just choosing to be in that energy. And we all have to sit in that sometimes. You have to sit in the discomfort in order to realize how much you want your dreams and the things that you see for yourself in the future. And so if you just imagine that you're going to be stuck like this forever, it might be enough to make you want to actually make a change and start reframing things in a new way. Because I think this is kind of leading into cancer energy where we're going to be going back inward again. So it's like that last outward push to like move things forward before we start going back inside again. Otherwise, you're going to be trapped inside with all the birds and the restraints. So it's like, let's get them out before we go back in the house. Let's be just on our own without all of this extra unnecessary energy. I literally have on the calendar for June 18th, snap back to reality. 
Because the sun is in conflict with Neptune and it's exactly that energy. It's a dose of a reality check. It's time to stop dreaming of success and actually align your behavior with the life you want. I always think of Eat, Pray, Love when she tells that sort of story about, you know, I just want to win the lottery. And it's like, please, please, please buy the ticket. If you want to move something forward, it's time to buy the ticket. It's time to do the thing. And then the 19th through the 22nd, which we'll cover again when we come back into cancer season, it's really lovely energy when the planet of expansion, right, Jupiter, and the planet of structure, Saturn, actually play nice with each other. Their last sync up of this type was nearly six years ago. So we are seriously overdue for this. Jupiter in Taurus brings excitement and sensuality, while Saturn in Pisces brings a dose of sobering sensibility. We won't just figure out what needs to be done, but we'll also see how to do it. And this is where we're going to break through some of those chains of like, I'm sick of saying this myself, but I can't see another way out. We're really going to finally be able to see a way out. So discuss your dream scenario. And then put a solid plan in place for achieving the next step. And I'm excited for cancer season. I think it will be lovely. I really feel like that's an exciting thing to hear that mirrored. Because like sometimes I'm like, oh, sometimes they're slightly different. But that was one of the energies I was hoping. Because like I know I'm driving myself nuts over here. So I think that that is exciting to know that we have that to look forward to. I have a cancer moon as well, so I do tend to actually enjoy cancer season. I do enjoy it. I mean, it's also summer here, and we get so little of it that I think we naturally just try to enjoy it more. But I am also looking forward to that as well, hopefully going into cancer season with a bit more clarity this year than last year, for sure. And it's always the solstice, so it's this beautiful moment of balance and equilibrium and remembering that we reach sort of this pinnacle of light. And again, that's a little bit of the death and rebirth that comes into play and so many things paralleled in your in your pull. So even though you pulled with cards, I think, yeah, the message is, is spot on. And we are going to be trudging through. It feels like a little bit of the last of the muck, but I feel like we're at the edge of the pond instead of like in the middle without a paddle we can actually see that there's hope and Jupiter is going to be bringing in a big dose of that being in Taurus. And I think Leo and Venus, that's going to be a beautiful energy. Venus is kind of happy in Leo. It gets to do what it wants to expand and, and smooth things over. Yeah, it's going to be, be interesting. Time for us all to step into our own shoes and make choices that make ourselves happy which is truly the energy of this water rabbit here, right? Yeah, I love that. I think that that really resonates. And it is true. Like if you think of like the passion and all of that energy from Leo, and then you've got like the creature comforts and like that energy from Taurus kind of like working together. I feel like even on the like trickier energies that we're dealing with, at least we have that to like you say often with Venus smoothing things over a little bit and trying to make them work. So I'm looking forward to that a lot. I actually 
Again, as usual, I'm cautiously optimistic, but leaning more towards the optimism this time. Now, after hearing it all, because when I saw the cards, I was like, this does not look like much fun. But now hearing what's on the other side, I'm pretty excited. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's going to be good. We've still got to clear out some of this eclipse energy. It takes a hot minute to do that. And it takes a minute to get back out of retrograde, which we needed, despite I almost don't even want to say that. I don't feel like I needed it at the moment. But that triggered energy will allow us to move through and process what we needed to. And all of that will be for our own good, for our own excitement. So I, I keep feeling like I've told people for so long, like, just keep putting on the work. It's going to pay off. And this, I feel at the end of Gemini is going to be when it finally takes shape. There is a reward coming, I promise. <laughs> I sincerely hope so. And I think on that note, like thinking about now, it feels heavy, but knowing what Gemini is usually like and how there's a very light energy with Gemini, I was wondering what your movies are for Gemini season to think of like that as a theme. I love that. So I picked one this month and it, because it's two stories told in the same way. Shakespeare's The Taming of the Shrew, which is the lovely movie, 10 Things I Hate About You. Yeah. Think of such a great example of Gemini because it can be seeing things in such different ways, but still having the attraction and having the connection. So yeah, that was my pick. I think it's a classic for kids of the 90s and early 2000s. We love those light romantic rom-coms. And I think even the original with Shakespeare and the taming, right? The woman is the shrew and how do we get her to, how do you tame her? How do you put her in a box? Well, you can't because she's just more than that. But That was my wild pick for the month. How about you? I love that, first of all. And I love that movie. I picked two. One was just more of a nostalgia one. I picked Parent Trap, specifically the Lindsay Lohan version, partly because my best friend, who is a Gemini, she and I basically memorized that movie when we were growing up. But it's this idea of the twins, the literal twins, and like, having to adjust themselves to each other's world and get to know the other perspective and maybe see their own life. They end up seeing their own life a little bit differently, seeing what the other one lived through and how the other one lived. So that was my first one just because it's my obvious Gemini movie. And the other one that I picked was similar in the sense that yours was with seeing things from a different perspective. And I picked the Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants series because You have the four friends who are all very different, and yet these pants keep them connected. It keeps them sharing with each other what their experience was with the pants and how these pants just somehow adjust to fit each of them and how it's just a part of their lives and something that keeps them connected. And so that I really liked. It came to me when I first started thinking about our recording, and I just really liked it. I haven't thought about those movies in a long time, but... It's just this connection between experiences and it's something that I don't think I, I don't think I, I don't think I have too many movies that really come to mind for Gemini, but these ones really felt like they fit. Yeah, I love those. Both those examples are great. I mean, of course, the literal twins. And actually, when you were talking about Parent Trap, I got the twins movie with Danny DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger like popped into mine too. I think, again, that's some of that Gemini, like, Two polar opposites, but totally connected. That's where Gemini is in my mind. So I think those are great. And Sister Out of the Traveling Pants is a lovely series. And really that connection that we feel 
sort of called to make during Gemini season, the collaboration. I have a moon in Gemini. I'm all about collaboration and seeing how we can help each other, where my strengths can lift you up, where your strengths can lift me up. And that's what I love about doing this podcast with you every month. I totally agree. And I think you really do embody collaboration. If you even look at the Third Eye Library and making a space for everyone to share what they can offer, I think is really awesome. And I'm looking forward to Gemini class in the Third Eye Library, actually. Now I'm trying to get to know it a little bit more. Like I said, it's not one that I am super connected to. So I'm excited for a deep dive. Yay. Well, thank you so much for this, as always. And we'll see you next month for cancer season. Can't wait. Thanks, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me on another episode of Spirit Crumbs. You can find me on Instagram for this podcast at Spirit Crumbs. Or you can also find me at Concrete and Crystals for my own spiritual offerings and more tidbits about my own journey. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode.